When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bob of the morning, everybody, and welcome to Popcorn Culture. As always, I am your one true host, Jazzy J, joined as usual by my brother, the one true co-host, Buzzy Benjamin B. Ben, how's it going? It's just truly splendid. Excited to be here with you today. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I had to uh, had to bolt across town to come and, you know, join you guys. Your studio here is beautiful, honestly, I gotta say. Like, I'm really impressed with everything you guys have done with the place. Like, you know, and anyway, yeah, just thanks for having me on. It's a true honor to, to be a part of such an established show. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. Ben, actually, I'm glad you brought up that we're such an established show because I do have an established show update for you. You do? I do. Would you believe <laughs> it? I can't believe you set me up for this segue I didn't know I was going to do, but I just remembered right now. This is how this is how, this it, is works. how it works. This, this is, is why this is why you're such a good co-host. You know, you just you know what you know what I meant to think. And then you're like, oh, I'll just throw you a bone there, even though you didn't know I was meaning to think a thing. Exactly. Exactly. You we're, know how it is. We're in sync like the band like the band yes exactly like that exactly like the band in sync that's how people describe us all of the time <laughs> anyway uh in established podcast news as it were um last year you will recall that we uh Ask the little colonels out there, the listeners, to go to uh, roanoker.com and vote in our like local uh, magazines poll or contest for the best podcast in Roanoke. Yes, yes, we did indeed, yes. and it was uh, it was it was quite a fun. Uh, journey. It, it was a multi-year process to it finally really was. to finally make our way into the pages. You then surprised me with probably the most untoppable element of surprise in the history of element of surprise, which is uh, you actually got a billboard uh, to, yes, to commemorate the occasion, which was one of the coolest things that I feel like has ever happened. Yeah, I was pretty excited about that. I was planning that for months and uh, pretty much kept it uh, kept it under wraps the whole time. That is the best. That yeah, is that, the best. That was really good. So uh, that was like, yeah, it was our campaign for years to like try and like just crack into the the Roanoker best of uh, edition. I think even back in like year one, we were like, I bet even with our like 500 person subscriber audience, we could sway the polls on like, I think what back then, like 10 years ago, they had like a best YouTuber category. Oh, is that right? They did. Did it end up being the case that like there weren't enough votes or something? That was the kind of like crumbly answer they gave me way back then. Okay. Or something like that. Um, But yeah, I remember like making a, and back then there was like this other stipulation that I think in order to, um, stop almost exactly what we were trying to do was like you had to vote for like at least 10 things oh, in Roanoke. You're, you're so right, yeah. it wasn't just that you had to you couldn't just go on and like just vote 
for us and then like log out like you had to vote for 10 things and a lot of it's like fill in the blank. So I remember the video I made for it was like, look, vote for us. But in the meantime, here's nine other things to fill the requirements. And just like, hey, if you're going to make us vote for nine things, I can I'll sway the vote 10 times. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Yeah, I I can play this game. I can play your game, Roanoker. Anyway, they have since removed the 10 item stipulation. Obviously, because we won last year, and I don't think uh, we swayed it on 10 specific things. But this year, um, I remember going on, like, wondering, like, oh, when do we need to do this again? Like, should we campaign for the vote again? And uh, we went to go look at it, and the day we were looking at it was, like, one day after the ballots had closed. Yes. (laughs) And it was like, wow, 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 wow. What are the odds? We super-duper, whoops, dropped the ball on that one it was it was <laughs> honestly yeah it was it was really funny because i mean it's like um i i literally was just thinking about this today in office because yeah. like the the number of different things that i feel like i've already worked on today in the scale at which those things are radically different from one another mm-hmm. is just it's it's like nutter butters you know like like and this is yeah this like is, kind of a disappointing cookie yeah, yeah like kind of a disappointing cookie very mm-hmm. well said like it needs something to like unparchify your mouth yeah. because you now have got dry mouth yeah as a result of it um but anyway the the end result is that like i think uh realistically just about everybody here in office is is in a in some way shape or form like a jack of all trades yeah like there is always so many different activities that you you could potentially be like working on that like vary from like your chief job function like for you and i like hosting our shows and stuff like that or like writing to you know just like assembling things that we need around here in the office to like filing type like legal types of paperwork to doing like accounting type things yeah you know just all of the rest of it and so i think a lot of times like what happens is is like with something like this the roanoke just completely snuck up on us and then clean past us it was just like we made such a big deal out of it last year and then and then and then did nothing yeah so yeah basically uh, there i was thinking like well that's it we're gonna have our one year title yeah so so much for a streak so much for a streak and it's like you think like and you know like that, that's how it felt because like if your other regular businesses like around roanoke you probably don't have to like really campaign for it that hard right. because like the people voting for you are just live in roanoke exactly more or less but yep. like the the people voting for us clearly just listen to the pop so it like feels like you probably need some prompting to get on there and give us a vote like the people of roanoke aren't just going to get on there and be- best podcast and no popcorn culture um maybe uh, may- maybe they do. Maybe they saw the billboard and were like, hot dang, I need to get onto this podcast. I, I would love it <clears throat> if there is anyone out there yes. who is listening and you are listening because you saw the billboard and yes. you were like, you were like, wait, Roanoke has a podcast of any kind of any kind. I'll check it out. Check and, it out. and now you're like here. Yes, um, please. If you if you were here just because you saw the billboard, please let us know. That would yeah. be amazing. Anyway, Ben, we it turns out we're totally wrong in this regard. Yeah, we were. <laughs> in the best way. In, in the, the best, best way. way because we did zero campaigning at all and yet we got I'm not even sure we're supposed to say this yet, but so whatever. I don't even know. Um the answer is we got we got an email revealing that it didn't matter whether or not we campaigned 
campaigned or not. Yes. Yes, because the little colonel, I just won't say what the email said. You can just infer. That'll be the obvious way to get around this I, loophole. I honestly, yeah, I know. I was like, this into, I was like, we've spent we've spent too much time now to not tell them. Yeah. But also I was like, it's possible we're not supposed to tell them. It's possible them. we're not to, so we won't. We'll just say that it didn't matter whether or not we campaigned because we had the best listeners ever and they came through anyway. Huzzah to the little colonels. Yeah. So that was um that was really exciting. And that's, you know, I guess just how established our podcast is. I really like to think that people around the world, for some <clears throat> unknown reason, all happen to be holding not just goblets, but chalices mm. in that moment. And all at once they all raise them to the sky. Right. And then realize that they were overflowing with popcorn, which then spilled into their hands that they were then able to enjoy yeah. as like uh as like the the um feast of the victors. Wow. They're probably yeah, yes. This, this is the great thing about popcorn. It's like spilled popcorn. Don't worry, you can still like if ever there was an, uh, a food item that the five second rule was like the best for popcorn is one of those things. Okay, I want to know your thoughts because I had this conversation with Alice over the weekend. I want to know what your thoughts are on like the six month rule when it comes to popcorn. Like you said, the five second rule, which is of course the scenario in which I know what you're pointing at. The scenario in which popcorn falls on the ground yeah. and it's like ah, it's no big deal. Like how many germs could have gotten into all those pores in that in that minimal amount of time however um we went to uh the new marvel uh ant-man quantumania uh <laughs> flick over yeah. over this past week uh wherein i as per always purchased myself a, a jumbo bucket of popped corn hey so did i man in fact i even got the um commemorative the, 10 the quantumania combo you know what i this was like one of those things where like i i like watched the transaction happen and i was like well i'll be look at him go there look we go let's try to have a commemorative cup and popcorn bucket i know I, honestly i was almost like i was like really like filled with glee because it i i don't even know that it felt like out of character but i was surprised that you sprang for it and i was like yes yeah yes yeah do the thing anyway so um last time we had gone to the movie theater i think it was to see avatar the way of water i had also requested uh a jumbo popcorn the uh cat in office then informed me that it was way too big of a bucket for myself and that there was no way i would finish it and she was absolutely correct however I did bring it home and finished it with Alice, and it was amazing. Boom. Um, so this time, I again purchased my Wumbo bucket of yep. popped corn. And did learned not, nothing. Learned absolutely nothing. Ate my my scraping off the surface of it. It's about one-eighth of a bucket. Oh, is that all? Man, okay. All right, I'll come back to this. Yeah. So then uh, I, I was like, well, last time I brought it home, and Alice really enjoyed it. And so then I got – so I brought it home, and I we have this, like, um, like area above our washer and dryer because we just – when we renovated the house, it's, like, right above – it's like a, it's like a, it matches like our, our countertops, yeah. but it's like over right next to the kitchen. And so I walked in, I set the bucket of popcorn there and just kind of forgot about it. Oh, okay. So it, this was a Thursday night, obviously. So then it was Saturday evening and Alice was like, do we have anything to munch on? And I was like, I've got that popcorn from the movie theaters. And she was like, that's gonna be like two days old. That's gonna be so stale. And I was like, nah, it'll be fine. What? And no, so went, it'll be fine. I went and nabbed that stuff and we ate it anyway. However, at this point in time, this is where my question lands on you. Mm. What is your rule? What is your statute of limitations on how long popcorn could have sat out? Does popcorn get stale? Go. Ben, popcorn is basically popped stale as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's there's a solid chance that when they gave it to you, it was two days old. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like a question for people who work at movie theaters. But yeah, how, how long has the popcorn been popped? Look, because sometimes there's, you, there's, be, you see them walking through the the 
the like lobby yeah. with what appears to be a 55 gallon trash bag. Yeah, full of the popped corn that people didn't corn. buy. Or did buy. Or did or buy. Or will buy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but I, I feel like we literally, we we included it in this room, I think at one point in time thinking it would be on set. But literally, like if you're ever watching the video portion of the pop, from where Jay is sitting, he can touch Touching our, it right now. our like um, tick, tick, tick. movie rental store sort of like carnival-esque popcorn yeah. popping machine. It's We've like, the like one, a big popcorn machine. It's a big popcorn machine. It's yeah. got like the, like the kettle that sort of like floats in the middle of the air. There's a light bulb that does something. I'm it's not sure what. It's got wheels on it. It's got like the red cabinet where you can store your extra kernels. Like I'll grab some, I'll, you know, I'll even grab the little, we've got the kernels in here. Do we really? Look, we right should here make some, we go. Wow. I'm yeah, holding it now. If you're watching, um, just like yeah, this is what we've got. This is what this is what you pour in there. It's got the like uh, like imitation butter, the slash congealed oil. imitation butter oil. This is how it comes. It didn't happen this way. It didn't just get this way because it's old. It's got like a powdered um, something that goes in there as well. Anyway, that's what's that's what literally next to me is a popcorn machine. I can tell you, I think. When is the last time I popped the popcorn? Here in office. Here in office. If it has been re more recently than four months, I would be surprised. Oh, it's definitely not that. My, I, I'm pretty sure the last time I made popcorn in here was the day the first episode of Hawkeye came out. Oh my on Disney God. Plus. I think that was over a year. I think ago. it's over a year. It's been that long since we used it's the been, popcorn machine. I, yeah, that's sort of a bummer now that we're definitely going to make popcorn, like, fresh popcorn. After we finish recording this episode, 100%. but I got to tell you something, Ben, I bet that popcorn is still perfectly good to eat. I was going to say, I like, feel like there have been occasions in like over a year later. I okay. don't think you've ever caught me staring at you, but like we've been in here like having like a group meeting or something like that or like working on something. It's also the room that we're in, incidentally, is also our our set for uh, Carlin Brothers Box Breakers, or as we like to call it, CB Cubed on our gaming channel. Or CB Boobed. Um, <laughs> Still, still can't believe that you're so willy nilly about that version of the name. Um, it just makes everyone else so uncomfortable. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. No, uh, it's fine. Um, the other thing we have in here is also like our just our general gaming set where we do uh, like we have like our TV and everything. But I feel like on occasion we will be in here mm -hmm. and you will walk over to the popcorn machine and yeah. just as you literally just reached in and grabbed some some, some just kernels. quality year old popcorn. Yeah. And, and you just like like munch on it. And it's literally as if no, it's I definitely haven't done that in the, over a year. I think you have. No, I disagree. No chance. I disagree. No, I I mean, I, I won't die on the hill. Yeah. But listen, There's no doubt that at times there has been popcorn that has been there for a while that I will just go and grab a handful. But I don't think I have grabbed any of this particular batch in over a year okay but anyway that being said i'm not holding some of the popcorn from the hawkeye premiere apparently from the hawkeye from, premiere. and i'm just gonna eat it right now like no problem I oh, bet it goodness, tastes totally gracious. Fine. oh right. goodness gracious let's see i mean yeah, it tastes exactly like popcorn it is absolutely horrendous mouth noise it is not great mouth noise i'll move the microphone this I'm like my jaws on the floor right now. So it's like edible. It's not only is it edible, it tastes not one day old. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Can someone explain this? Like, is there is is it the it's case, enjoyable? Is it the case that like popcorn is like some type of like synthetic plastic? I mean, I feel like they make plastic materials out of corn <laughs> prop like byproduct and stuff like that. Like that's sure. you know, there's plenty of things that are made from corn. Do you know what's made from plastic, Ben? 
bubble gum. Yeah, I know. You've yeah. told me and it was upsetting <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't pleased about it. But yeah, I'm, I'm like curious if like the substance that we perceive as edible popcorn is like closer to styrofoam than I think it is. No, I mean, you get the core. You, you pop it yourself. You see the kernels. No, I know. I know. You know? No, 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 no. Of course. I'm not saying that's like a manufactured product yeah. or something like that. I'm just saying like, like, are we, are we connecting the dots? Because like, like, um, like popping corn, like corn that is meant for popping is different from like uh, corn on the cob. Corn. Yeah. Uh, like those are different strains of corn. And so what I'm asking is basically like, like cotton, for example, mm-hmm. grows as like a, like a, like on uh, like a plant. Yeah. Like it's a harvestable thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, you, I, I, you would still not like chew on a t-shirt or something like that, like mm-hmm. 100% cotton and think like, well, this is edible. But if it was broken into small enough pieces and absolutely doused in butter, I still feel like you could probably, I'm not recommending this. I'm just wondering how far the comparison stretches. Um, because it's surprising to me that like more doesn't happen to the popcorn. And yeah, like why, what is the decomposition rate of popcorn or like, why doesn't it go bad? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Or, or are you just literally, did you just like set yourself oh, yeah, eight, did I eight just hours like, from now? Yeah, am I like, just food poisoning myself? Right, yeah. I so, doubt it. I'm not concerned at all. No, I, well, I know. I, and you shouldn't be because I have watched you do this very thing. Yeah. At, at bare minimum, I think it's been 60 days old. I think I've seen 60 day old. And now, I mean, easily like probably Look, now we're well over three because because Hawkeye came out before Christmas 2022. Right. No, 2022 was last year. So yeah. before Christmas 2021. Oh, you're. That's what I meant. You're yeah, right. Okay. Yes. Hawkeye became out before Christmas in 2021. It is 2023. It is now 2023. So I think that's at least, unless someone else popped popcorn that I'm unaware of. So you, we just ate popcorn. Well, you just ate popcorn. Yeah. That was popped in the year 2021. Right. And it is the year 2023. And it tastes not three days old. <laughs> not not before you said one day old. Yeah. Well, the, not even. Okay. What? Well, it, every it every 100 fine. days adds one day's worth of staleness. <laughs> yeah, they is the popcorn. I don't know. It's perfectly fine. It's per- so anyway, but I thought <clears> it was hilarious. I mean, it was it was funny because I remember the first time I ever saw you do this. It was like one of those things where I almost felt like someone needed to like teach me that like this was something that was like completely okay. So for example, like if I had like a bowl of Skittles or something, yeah, um, you know, like laid out from like a party, I would probably continue to eat off of that bowl of Skittles for weeks to months on end without really thinking that like the freshness of them had been even remotely remotely compl- affected yeah. yeah but like the but like i'm also aware of how uh processed skittles are i think skittles would probably age worse than popcorn like what i think they get really hard after a while i could see that it's yeah. making my teeth hurt just <clears throat> thinking about exactly. it exactly well the other yeah. thing about this particular thing of popcorn here is that it is at least in a box true more or less like it, it is exposed to the air pretty heavily. No, there's no like way around that or anything, but like there's not, um, there's not like dust settling on it or anything oh, that, like that. That is true. You know? That is true. Yeah, Whereas like, like if, even if you just had an open bowl of Skittles in a room and you just didn't even go in that room for a year and nothing else changed, there would still be like dust on those Skittles. Right. That's a good you know? point. That's a good point. So here, here's like a question as well, because like I know that uh, going to the doctor's office like as a child, I feel like I remember there being like a glass box and inside of the glass box, there was like a... 
like a happy meal from McDonald's from like the year like 1990 <clears throat> or something like that. And the point was is that it was like the year like 2003. Okay. And like inside of the box, it like looked like you had you had basically just purchased it that morning. Okay. And like put it in there. And so I think like with the the illustration that this that this uh, demonstration, this art piece is supposed to do is like yeah that food doesn't ever go like it doesn't ever like mold or decompose or anything and that's supposed to be like like and and, and we eat that you know yeah. like like we can we consume this thing but it makes me wonder like now with our popcorn example is like is it just the case that certain foods just don't necessarily decompose just, I, I'm, I mean i'm having like my mind just blown in like a million different ways right now i feel like i'm asking questions that seem obvious the, yeah i mean certainly if you went and threw this popcorn outside i don't think it would be there for another three days i don't think it'd be there for another three hours yeah. I, think, I think birds would eat well it. birds would get it but assuming assuming just it was left alone by the by the animals. I feel like just the sun and the rain and the you know the elements would take care of popcorn really quickly. Oh, I'm loving this. Okay, so I'm yeah. imagining now a post-apocalyptic, highly produced series. <laughs> wow, the popocalypse. The, the, apocalypse. Hang on, apocalypse. Pop, pop, why can't a I say apocalypse? <laughs> yeah, apocalypse. Apocalypse. A Apocalypse. A popocalypse. That's a pop -op 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 it. A popocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> a popocalypse. Okay. Anyway, imagine this. It's like rugged. <laughs> There's like grass growing in between the streets and like trees inside <clears throat> of buildings and everything. No humans, no animals left to be found. Nothing more than the elements and some scattered popcorn. Some scattered popcorn, which just <laughs> fails to decompose no matter what. <laughs> Episode one, popcorn on ground. Boy. Episode two, a, no, thund a thunderclap. The other, the amazing thing is that like, okay, so you said earlier, like you get, you get the bucket of popcorn, which to me is the absolute appropriate amount to order at a movie. Yeah. 100%. Because like you want, you like, you get the bag. It just feels so pathetic. Just sitting there. Like you're like, whenever I'm holding a bag of popcorn at the movies, I'm like, I'm, this is just gonna, I'm going to spill this. I know. It like crinkles around. I feel like, like other moviegoers are judging me for having the bag. Ben, not only should you feel that way, but they are. Okay? <laughs> like, that's a fair statement. 100%. 100%. They're like, you believe this guy got a bag. Here's the thing about the bag of popcorn, too, is that you have to be, like, lightly gripping it mm -hmm. the whole time. Yeah. Like, the bucket, it can sit on your on your legs it right. can rest on your lap whereas the the bag you can't do that because it's going to tip over and then you're going to have a problem mm -hmm. where your already very limited supply of popcorn is now going to spill on the floor which now you're going to be stepping on for the rest of the movie like you want the bucket it's stable you're not going to run out probably um but so it sounds like you don't even get close to finishing the bucket no, not usually. No. Yeah. yeah. By myself, I would say <clears throat> and like it, sometimes it even blows my mind. Like if you were to hold the bucket in front of your torso, it would take up the entire space that is your torso. Yeah. And I'm like, <clears throat> how does all of that fit inside of you as a human? Well, there's a lot of air in there. There, there is a lot of air. There's I would love to. See, oh, man, I would love to see like a hydraulic press video of just like a like a cylinder full of popcorn, like 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 a giant cylinder filled with popcorn that just got like hydraulic pressed down like how little space is it really taking up right wouldn't it be minus the air like this, that's like that's like what a rice cake is this is basically <laughs> what I was, exactly what i was like have i just invented rice cakes yeah, yeah independently independently you're welcome 
Quaker Oats. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. It's a good point. It does remind me of um I've told you before. Like I always I always gave you a lot of a lot of gripe in the early days of the podcast for loving beanbag chairs so much. Which I don't. Uh which which for one Jay doesn't. <laughs> or does he? Um <laughs> but also for the fact that like very clearly there is like concrete evidence that I do. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. That's a, that's quite a claim for you to make. You who owed beanbags instead of any other furniture for years. No, you know what, Jay? You know <clears> what, Jay? You can you can keep beanbags and I'll I'll claim Pokemon cards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it's my thing. That's your thing. It's my thing. Okay. I, yeah. I call dibs. Um no, but uh yeah, so I had I had the uh the love sack um gigantic beanbag chairs and I do feel like uh there's probably no point in my life like the way I imagine people must feel if they can drive a car like like a like a Aston Martin or like um a Bentley or a Rolls-Royce or something like that mm-hmm Although I think people who are in Rolls Royces don't actually drive them. I feel like that's part of the appeal. It's <laughs> like like not only do they can they afford it, but then also someone to drive them everywhere. That's my that's my assumption as to how that works. Is mm-hmm. anyone out there and own or drive their own Rolls Royce? Um, however, when I got the love sack, I d- I felt like like a million dollars. I'm pretty sure I hosted a party with as many people as I could get to come to my very small apartment, literally just so they could see the fact that I owned a love sack. Wow. Like I was so, I was like, you've been to Ben Carlin's apartment. He's got this like beanbag beaming from ear to ear. Like couldn't, I was like, I am on the cutting edge of seating technology and I have one and it's huge and it's wildly inconvenient for my like, like group of four people who live here. Yeah. Uh, because not all of us can sit on, it at once um the other thing too is if you sit on them for too long i do feel like they they eventually (coughs) become pretty uncomfortable they do and you have to like fluff them and like the longer you own a love sack the like uh, at least maybe they just become like they need to be fluffed more often but uh, or else you become like really persnickety about the fluffiness of them yeah like it's like no no like I, I can only sit on this now if it has been freshly fluffed, which is not a problem. It just takes like this like full body like whip to like toss it in the air several times. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. and I think it weighs like 65, 70 pounds. So it's like you're not doing like an insubstantial like deadlift in the process as <coughs> yeah. well. Um so you know, gotta really like keep your back straight, you know. Uh for for proper love seat, love sack fluffing. Right. Um where was I going with this? Oh, no, no. So what I was going to say, though, is that one of the most unique things about this entire process, though, is that the way that they ship them is they uh, they have a, a gigantic bag, probably similar to the ones you saw people carrying the popcorn around in yeah. at the movie theater. Um, and they literally take a vacuum and just, like, suck all of the air out of it. And it makes the finished product look like this, like, really weird shriveled peanut uh, because it's basically just, like, all of the, like, little lumps of foam are making, like, this irregular surface on the exterior of, yeah you know, the bag. Uh, and so I say all of this literally just to think, uh, go back to our example of, of the popcorn and how much space it, like, takes up in your stomach. Yeah. It would be interesting to do the same thing with popcorn. Yeah. To, like, fill up a plastic bag with popcorn or, like, a full bucket's worth, stick the vacuum in there and suck all the air out and see if you can't, like, really get it to, like, compress down right. into something. How little can it get? How little can it get? Well, I'll tell you, Ben, <laughs> like, unlike you who just gets the bucket and then skims, like, an eighth off the top and that's sort of your movie-going experience, I had maybe, like, like, I don't know, like, an inch 
left in my bucket at so the you, end of you, Quantum Mania. So you probably could have poured the bottom of your bucket into my bucket. Yeah. And we could have had a full bucket. Exactly. Again. Like yeah. I almost finished it, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Are I, you I'm, eating the whole time? I mean, I don't eat the entire time. Obviously, you do a bunch during the previews, like right when you sit down. That's, I think, like the prime. This is almost the problem. Like, I what I really need to do is because I, I want to be eating it while I'm watching the movie. But I while it's sitting in my lap, it's hard not to. So, really, I need to like get it, put it off to the side, and then just watch the previews, wait for the movie to start, and then grab the popcorn. That's what I should do. That's what you should do. Yeah. But um, I don't, I don't, I wasn't eating it the whole time. After a while, I will just sort of set it on the floor, which I feel like you can comfortably do with a bucket and not a bag um and i will like if i at some point i'll reach out and just get it back and then i'll just keep going again Kelly, you, you caught your second wind yeah yeah i caught my second wind and then like throw it in fourth you know amazing <laughs> just gonna amazing. See, keep going amazing indeed ben ah well, amaze maze is a word for corn that's right hey, hey nice yeah. look at that we're so good yeah um okay okay i like it my other thing too is that like when it goes to the movie theater concession experience is that i actually uh, I don't I don't drink like a, like a lot of soda in general like yeah. in life mm-hmm. and usually the movie theater is like like one of the like excuse type of places where it's like we're here we're, it's part you know? of look yeah it's part of the experience it's part of the experience <clears throat> um, however my other problem is and I feel like movies have just gotten longer is I don't want a beverage because the beverage basically will make me have to go to the bathroom right and I don't want to have to like get up in the middle especially because most of the time when I go to the movie theaters it's on a Thursday night wherein you and I intend to record our review uh, of that movie yeah the, the fo- next morning yeah I'm like missing one minute in the middle or something could be a big deal. Right, yeah. It's like, it's like, how come they never explained this? And it's like, they did. It's like, uh, oh, well, see, now I just feel silly. Yeah. It's like, it's like, and now we've gotten to the part of the review that I can't cover because I had to go to the bathroom. Right. Um, so anyway, that's my other problem too, though, is I also feel like when you've got a beverage, the beverage helps consolidate all that corn material that's inside of your stomach into yeah. like corn mush, Yeah. you know, which is helpful, but then it also makes you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And so I usually don't get a drink anymore. I forewent that, which also just means that now I have uh, less mushy, popcorn material in my stomach <laughs> oh right like it doesn't condense down because there's no liquid <laughs> precisely, precisely well i got a soda the last time and i just i i guess i just dealt with it. i didn't have to get up at wow. a time there was like they, we got to the point where it was like mm, three or four previews have gone and i was like i do need to go to the bathroom and i'm like okay if one more preview starts i'm just gonna i'm gonna have to go for it you're gonna book it i'm gonna book it and fortunate i mean i made it to the bathroom and back before the preview was over what so i was i was moving i made it it was the guardians 3 trailer i've already seen it didn't even miss anything no big deal man no big deal i'll tell you what is a big deal though ben the the theater we go to is typically the regal around here and regal um recently switched from carrying coke products to pepsi products yeah how how pleased are you about that i'm not pleased about it one bit yeah no i i need i don't know any <laughs> i haven't talked to anyone who is like it, honestly like bet like uh, the the regal around here is typically considered the better of the two movie theaters or like the the two bigger theaters uh-huh. because it's got like the stadium seating and a little bit nicer chairs and stuff and but like prior to the switch not only that but it also had like coke products like there are times when like me and beth will be going to the movies and she'll be like which one are we going to and i'll be like uh regal because like you know the chairs mostly uh, right yeah. she'll be like and she'll be like she literally will decide not to go sometimes because they don't have coke products anymore. no way I know, and i'm like and the, we're not like people who drink soda that much i was gonna say yeah i was gonna say yeah like it's not, not oh my gosh it's else. so upsetting and we talked to our friend mark last time and he was just like 
Like his complaint was like, man, they switched to Pepsi. They didn't even get cherry Pepsi. And I was like, thank you, Mark. Thank you. Like, like, I don't know who, who was in charge at big Pepsi or whatever. Like you have to specify big Pepsi, like the small Pepsi. <laughs> I'm not sure who's in charge at Pepsi or who's in charge of the pouring right situation. But like, I don't know how it isn't well-known information that cherry Coke is the best movie theater beverage. It, and if you're going to be Pepsi and not be Coke, at least put cherry Pepsi at the movies. At least, at least, it, this is this is like <clears throat> one of those like odd commonalities that I, that it honestly it does blow my mind, and I would be curious to know like somewhere there are statistics that probably inform the people who make these decisions, and and this is usually like the the devil's advocate position that I that I will almost always play, which is that like people probably make decisions for reasons that make sense, even if you can't see those reasons. Yeah, um, and so it's like one of those things. But I've also found that through, like as kids, I remember. Uh, one of the unique things about going to the movie theater was that like it had cherry coke. Right. Like, like if we went to like like Wendy's or something, I like I don't even know that I would immediately assume that they would have varied flavors other than like the obvious like. Like you'd up. have like Coke and Diet Coke. Right. Yeah. Coke, Diet Coke, Sprite. S- Sprite. Yeah. Like Dr. Mr. Pib. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Those types of things. Um. Usually some type of like. Uh, orange drink, of yeah, some like kind. yeah, like Gatorade or High C or something, or, or Fanta, <laughs> Fanta um, yeah, yeah. But um, one of the one of the craziest things to me about the Cherry Coke in particular is that like I feel like I have met hundreds of people in my life and it's like they've all had this shared movie theater experience and so like this is almost like it's like my 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 question of the day for the little kernels out there is to like write in let us know leave comments like whatever the best way to like give us your piece of communication is um but like are you someone who has historically associated cherry flavored beverage with the movie theaters i uh, yeah you're right i bet it's bigger because i it, it it just feels like somewhere along the line someone at coke made the decision like we're not going to put cherry coke in restaurants and stuff but what we are going to do is always put it at the movies like it'll like cherry coke will always be an option at the movies right but so that this is my other question too is that like i was almost like wondering is it possible that we've run into so many of these people because we like we're all from the same area and like our movie theater oh, sure. had cherry coke and so like as kids we were, like we all went to the theaters and as kids we're like cherry, hey, coke, cherry that, coke that's fun yeah and so then like what you end up with is this, like microcosm of people who have all been like you know it's like it like permeated and it may be the case like the secret needs to be like let out the secret it does need to be let out and we need someone at pepsi at least needs to add cherry coke to the movie theater repertoire please mm-hmm. um but in the, the what's weird about it is that like even though i would always get it at the movies i it's not like if i was just like at the convenience store and i was like man i really want a coke like i wouldn't I wouldn't reach for Jerry Coke. Right, right, you know, like, right, I would yeah. still, like, in general, still prefer just regular Coke diesel, you Co- know? Oh, gosh. Coke diesel. <laughs> Coke heavy, Co- yeah, as it right, were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Red, regular Coca-Cola uh, is what I would probably grab. But, like, at the movies, it has to be Cherry Coke. Yeah. And, yeah, and now, I, now it's not an option anymore unless I go to the AMC, which <laughs> here, is not here, as good. And my- let me tell you, the problem with the AMC right now is that they have Coke products. They even have the... Like, they have I'm sure you guys know about the the Coke machines where you can like make any flavor imaginable. Yeah. Look, to me, 
Like, that's fine, and it's fun. But one, they have two of those machines at the AMC, and only one of them works, and only half the flavors work there. And two, I don't feel like those machines mix it the same way as if you just like the ones that used to be behind the counter where the person would turn around and do it for you. Yeah. Like, it's not the same formula. Like, if you look down, you can visibly see the red syrup shooting into it. I don't feel like it's the same. It's not the same. So here's my pitch, Jay, <laughs> is that we open our own movie theater yeah. wherein we, we the, have... I think this is the fourth time we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. We'll call it, we'll call it Cherry... Carlin Brothers, maybe. Uh, but when you come in, all of our drinks are all cherry flavored. So you can have cherry, <laughs> cherry Coke, Cherry Sprite, Cherry Orange Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> cherry Dr. Pepper. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. oh, all of the soda is cherry flavored, no matter what. We made everything cherry flavored, regardless of how otherwise orange flavored it is intended to be. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, seems like a good spot for transition. And you can have up to year old popcorn. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Transition. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded it can add huge value and then not only that but once they're graded they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card now i know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see but you can also request them to be sent to you at any time so they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do but whether you're buying selling trading or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a 
Fancy way of saying, it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Okay, Jay, so you have a note here in the show notes, and I'm curious to hear more about it because yeah. it does sound like basically one of the mo- most momentous occasions you can uh, have as a parent. Yeah. But I, I suppose in what has happened is that Luke has somehow discovered a way to bring you coffee in bed. Oh, my goodness, Ben. Yes. So this morning, this is, yeah, this morning, uh, it happened. So, um, Luke is five. Luke is, Luke is five, right? And so, like he, he's at an age where he wakes up at like six o'clock almost every day. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I do have a question. For, I know I've brought this up before and I've, I've told you, I feel like it's your karmic payback for being like able to just wake up early naturally. Yeah, and sure. It always frustrated me because it was like, that seems like such a superpower. Like yeah. what a better way. Like it's like, I can stay up late, but mom and dad aren't cool with that. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, I was able to get up at six and go down the stairs and watch Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah. All by yourself. Um, which sounds, yeah, super great. Um, did, did you wake up at six? I've always been curious about this like was it that early or was it just earlier than me i think it was just earlier than you yeah okay. there was a period around like sixth grade when like the only time of day available to watch the and the the pokemon anime show yeah when it was like coming out for the first time was like at six in the morning for some reason either it was at when we were about to go somewhere on saturday okay but no matter if we're like wherever wherever we had to be on saturday wherever our parents needed to be whatever we needed to leave the house that's what time pokemon was coming on Got it. it was like yeah oh man if we, like i could even count on it i'd be like i don't think we have plans today but pokemon's coming on at 10 so i feel like it's 9 15 right now if this show can just end and play the next episode i'd be golden <coughs> like sure enough sure enough dad would walk and be like get your shoes on kids we're going to a barbecue a bar- <laughs> like, a barbecue uh, man will they be playing pokemon <laughs> like it's a four-hour car ride <laughs> like okay anyway uh anyway 
That's how it. That's how it always felt. Anyway, sure. so I was determined to watch the show, and the only time I could do it, it came on back to back at six in the morning. So I would wake up and go downstairs at six in the morning and watch two episodes. Dude, I admire your dedication. That dedication that from that means <clears throat> that for so you would have been eleven. Yeah. Right in sixth grade. Yeah. So that means that for twenty four years of your life, uh-huh. that's more than two thirds. That what? That you have that you have like been like a diehard pokemon fan oh for sure yeah yeah yeah. <coughs> definitely at least like yeah but whenever whenever it got here going um, to extraordinary lengths <coughs> yeah going well i remember so whatever it was it was it was our grandparents 40th wedding anniversary our mom's parents and uh we uh, to celebrate we were all at uh, up at their house with like all of our cousins and stuff. Yes. And they were, you know, giving some speech and they said that they were going to give all of the grandkids 40 bucks, oh, which was yeah. like, which was like, what? Practically rich. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like, how did this end up being the perk yeah. of this trip? Like, like they're giving yeah. us something. Well, not only were they giving, so that was that. So one grandma and grandma gave, gave everyone 40 bucks, but on the same trip, our uh, cousin Mike and our cousin, and Lenny, who were both present, had independently gotten into Pokemon and brought in Pokemon. They're like red and blue versions on their Game Boys there. And uh, like, you know, they were immediately just like, what, you're playing Pokemon? I'm playing Pokemon 1. Then, of course, we were just like, I mean, we were just immediately sucked in for the rest of the trip. And so... Slash life. Slash, yeah, yeah. Trip slash life. Thank you, Grandma and Grandpa, for having a 40th wedding anniversary and have, you know, having a great marriage. You guys are awesome. Talk about one of the most impactful like yeah. days of your life. I know, right? <laughs> I know. That's so weird to think about. Right, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so here, here I am, hot off, a, hot off a weekend of watching my cousin Lenny play Pokemon like nonstop for you know the last two days and i've got a crisp 40 dollar bill in my pocket <laughs> yeah, naturally <laughs> naturally my favorite like, my f- i think we stopped on the way home and i was like i'm getting that game because it only cost 30 bucks and so i got a, i got a pokemon blue version i think by the time we got home you know i had me and bulbasaur were on our way anyway. i still can't believe you're a bulbasaur guy well well here actually it also comes back to that trip okay <clears throat> because um i want to say that I want to say like Mike and Len had the other two. Yeah, Mike had Charizard. Mike had Charizard. Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking like I remember like going through the early choices and like seeing the Charmander there and being like this is so obviously the one everyone's going to pick. Oh wow. Like even yeah. as a 10-year-old, I was, maybe I was a bit of a Pokémon hipster like <laughs> like I am not going to be this obvious. Hold on, let me adjust my beanie and my <laughs> yeah. and my non-prescription glasses real quick. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Wait, go. What's this one? I think I picked Bulbasaur because I was like this is what most people aren't going to pick um, and that, that was that was where I am that's where I'm at okay. still to this day Bulbasaur starter what your ride or die yeah ride or die not even my favorite starter Pokemon of all time but I do always pick grass usually because of that initial first pick usually almost yeah. always usually almost always except for the one time where I picked um, Chimchar and this most recent one where I picked Fuicoco okay so I want to pause here because I feel like we've started on a journey down uh, Luke bringing you yeah. a cup of coffee in the morning but i also feel like we have a better segue to use so i don't want i want to like park that conversation right make sure we come back to it yeah. i want to say it out loud because you and i yesterday were having a conversation in office about pokemon and specifically yeah. charizard yeah and it was like i was going back and forth and like you know you and i have done a lot of card collecting over the years um especially here in the past 
few years of like like COVID like in particular, yeah. like really like re uh, reignited the passion in people, uh, and it's really become like a big deal. And we have like our box breaker show on the gaming channel where we where we open up all the packs and everything. And one of the big things is that like I remember going back to like the initial craze about Pokemon cards and like the difficulty of buying them and the fact that you could get like if you could get a pack if you could find them it was like getting like one was a feat and yeah. you know it was probably like the highlight of your weekend at this point in time and now you know in the past 30 days i bet we've opened up upwards of like 144 packs yeah you know here on the show uh you know for box breakers and at that time charizard was like the sought after card and i think we've even told the story before we were out to dinner at brambleton deli uh one night and the people in the booth behind us had gone to books a million where they had purchased packs and while they were there they opened a charizard yeah we were there in the room with it it happened and it was like one of these things like like throughout our, our collecting career as kids which again probably amounted to maybe like a cumulative like 30 packs you know like it was just not that like it was it felt like a lot you know it felt like the type of thing like you know we would always ask for for like birthdays or christmas or holidays yeah yeah but like uh, over the yeah the entire fossil jungle base set yeah like may- maybe maybe 30 to 40 packs were opened yeah so per not, child or something yeah. yeah so so not like i mean it was <clears throat> it was a, it was an abundance i mean we definitely had like our our folios and all the rest and everything but none of us ever pulled the Charizard. Nope. And then I remember like years had kind of passed and like the hype had died down, but like eBay had sort of like come into, you know, like it's, it's like, like standing and like, it was like a, like a household name. Like people knew about it and stuff. And I remember as like a, like a high school and middle school age kid, I would go on the internet and like, look at like the, like the rare Pokemon cards and just sort of like drool over the, the prospect of like spending like, you know, 200 bucks for that first edition Charizard or whatever. And now it's like one of those things where it's like, if only you had, if only you had, because yeah, like a, like a first edition Charizard now, like one in bad shape. Like as I've like looked on eBay and stuff before, there are some that like literally look like someone crumpled it in their hands, like, like a dollar bill, like crumpled it into a ball, flattened it back out. Yeah. Like a crisp, like a not so crisp $40 bill, like a not so crisp $40 bill that you could take right over to Toys R Us and purchase your own copy of the Pokemon blue version yeah exactly yeah and then use bubble source your starter um and i feel like that one nowadays first edition completely crumpled sold for like two thousand dollars or something you know it's like it's like it can be in wretched shape and it is still worth a lot of money because like that's Mm -hmm. that's like how sought after they are and so i was talking to you and i was like what if we just like started a quest and on that quest a quest we basically we we dictated the terms and it was like we're going to get ourselves a first edition Charizard somehow, some way. Like, I don't know where this will take us. Like, I would travel. I would travel by by plane oh, to wow. get one if it meant, like, the circumstances were right. Right. Okay. You know, yeah. like, like, it'd be like, it'd be like, there is no limit to, like, like, the intensity. The only cap is that you just can't go and just, like outright buy one for the absurd numbers that they sell for like a uh right like you're saying like you'd fly by plane but like that almost puts you in this weird territory where it's like anywhere you're gonna you're gonna fly to to do it is also like you i mean it's like it's 
they are hard to get, <laughs> obviously, but you can pull one up online right now and pay an absurd amount of money for it. You could. I mean, I'm saying you don't do that. Yeah. That is not an acceptable way to beat the game um, because that is, it, it's like, it's like now we have to like, we have to like find one. Right. We have to like hear rumor of like a, like a shipping, I'm not a shipping container, like a storage unit that's being sold that like, mm-hmm. you know, that like that type of thing. Right. Yeah. It's you like, got, you're going to, you're, we're, you're going into the dollar generals and lifting up the racks and seeing where the packs fell 20 years ago. They're and, still there. And yeah. You're, you're way in the pack and seeing what it's worth. So that's the other thing too, is like, uh, I think even in the early days of the pop, I was like, we should just buy like a, like a first edition booster pack and just like see, see what we get. Like it'd just be worth it. You know, now a booster pack first edition, you know, from the, the original base set, it, like an unopened pack, especially if it's been weighed is like $7,500. Right. You know, it's like, because people are like, there's a chance that there's, there's Charizard there's in there. A chance. Yeah. And it's like, it's like not a high one, you know, and like going back to like what we said, you know, as kids, we, we probably opened 30 of them and never pulled one. Right. You know, so yeah. like the odds are not in your favor. The odds are not in your favor. But on the other hand, there is like, if, I mean, if you have a weighed one, it's like a known hollow in there. It's like, no matter what, then there's a first edition holographic the, Pokemon the, like, card in, in there. In seemingly mint condition. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's a it's a whole thing. But I was like, this feels like a really fun like docu series that I feel like I could see us making, where it's just like the trials and tribulations of like um, tracking the, tracking Charizard, tracking yeah. Charizard. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like like two grown adults dream, you know, to fulfill their childhood destiny. Can we do it? Of the Brambleton Deli. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe they'll come on as the as the figurehead sponsor. Well, you know what, Ben? There's a regional Pokemon tournament in Charlotte next week. That not next week, next month. That I'm sure you know plenty of vendors will be at. You know, good place to start. Good place to start. Good place yeah, to start. And, Just saying. Yeah, you know, go, go and put our ear to the ground a little bit. Like you know anybody? You know anybody? It's Actually, like, I bet I almost guarantee you, you can just like see one in person there. You know, there it is. You can look at it. Whoa! I mean, you could even potentially pay money for it, but that'd be like the yeah, that's way the too much way. Yeah. yeah. The way yeah, that's, that's, that's not the way to do it. Paying that premium. Anyway, so that's that's the quest. That's, that's the, the quest. Like, I, I like... So I have literally before had this, like, daydream constantly, all the time. I just want to be a treasure hunter. That's really what I want to do. That's what it is. You know, and it's like, it's like I feel like there's even this fun origin story for us, you know, as, as human adults, um, who, as children, <laughs> just to specify, you know, our species. Collecting is just fun. <laughs> Collecting is just fun. Um, but, uh, as kids, we were really into Hot Wheels cars. Rare Hot Wheels cars, in case you're unaware, are called treasure hunts. Yeah. And, and so it's like, you know, I can just imagine a world where it's like, as adults, it's like, we just become treasure hunters. And it's a play on this childhood thing that we that we sought out. And now all we do is just constantly go on quests to try to find rare things. Yeah. And it's like it, it used to be like I used to think like pirate ship treasure. Like, yeah, it's like that was like something where I was like, it's out there. There's plenty. There. There's plenty to be found. Yeah. I just need to be able to hold my breath. Right. Like national treasure. Th- that's like the dream, you know, it, it like, is the dream. A, I think that's why those movies do so well, because you're like everyone watching. It's like kind of hoping like. Is it possible I possess a certain base of knowledge that could lead me to this kind of treasure? Oh it, this God. is uh, no, yeah. truly. I feel like that, that is what National Treasure did so well. It was like everybody's watching it, and literally every single person is like, "That could be me. That could be me. That could be." I, I know enough about something to find a buried treasure. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it must exist. Right. This is also why Ready Player One is so good. It's like 
you need to know about the eight. You need about the eighties. I know everything about the eighties. Do I? Is that where I can find treasure? Yes. <laughs> it's like you are now within like the sliver of people who can successfully like like find find the thing, find the thing, find the know. Easter egg. Um. Anyway, though, actually, speaking of hunting down rare things, we were talked about. Um. I think last week or a week before, like our trip to Disney and how. Uh, me and Beth decided that like now that we're like Disney Vacation Club members and we'll probably, you know, make a bunch of trips to Disney yeah. over the years, like the thing we're going to try and start collecting is Pluto pins. Yes. Whether yep. it's from like, you know, whatever is the latest one on the racks or whatever we can find on the trading boards or whatever. So um, as of now, we've got like, you know, like, I think like four or five. So really not many. Not <clears throat> many. Not many. No. But, but we but do but have another trip to Disney already on the books, which I'm pretty excited about and we'll definitely tell you about after it's done. Um, so I'm excited to look for more Pluto pins while I'm there. Yeah, but absolutely. like immediately, like just not like um. And so actually, this past week I actually ordered like a um Mickey Mouse shaped like um pin board, like bulletin board thing. I love it that I can that we can start displaying them on in the house. Is like look at look at the new ones we got. It's right, like a like a fun thing. Yep. Um. So I think that might even be arriving today. That'd <gasps> be amazing. That'd be super cool. You, you can finally <clears> put those pins somewhere. Finally put those pins somewhere. I know. I'm excited. So it occurred to me though that like. Um, like what it should like, there must be a best Pluto pin. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there, ha- there has to be. Yeah. Like, I mean, this, it's like, especially being like one of like the original. Yeah. One of the sensational six. Right. Yeah. As it were. Um, so have you discovered what that pin looks like? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it occurred to me that like, you know, you're going in and like right at the beginning, you know, it's very easy to like, just like, Oh, Pluto, duh getting it no problem which is going to be the case no matter what i think you know right. like if we see it i'll just get it or trade for it or whatever as long as we don't already have it but like it occurred to me that like is it possible i should be on the lookout for really specific ones because the other thing about the pluto pin collecting is that like there's nothing stopping me from like going just going online and typing in like pluto pins and like sure enough you can do that and you can just or you know it'll be like yeah here's here's 20 and it's like you know, I could buy 20 for like 50 bucks and it would be like, now I just have a ton. But also part of me is like, that's so boring. It's so not in the spirit of how we're doing this. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. You're getting the treasure hunter spirit. Exactly. Already. It's like, there's no, like the, the point <laughs> of collecting the Pluto pins is that they are like, like uh, trophies of your, or like souvenirs of your trips. So like ones you specifically hunted down in person. But like, as I've looked through other Disney pins, like even the ones we have, like are very clearly from some fairly recent sets and they're like, you know, probably pretty common rarity as it were. Sure. But it's like, it'd be curious to know, like, what what are we looking for? Like, is there a best Pluto pin? And so I looked it up. There, in fact, is a best Pluto pin. Okay. Which I'm I'm delineating based on, I found like a list of like the top 100 Disney pins. And this was simply the most valuable Pluto pin on this list, which is to say it was also the only one on that list. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I know. Surprising. That is surprising, but I also feel like the interesting thing that you found with this like Pluto fascination in particular is that like it seems like there's almost like a scarcity for some reason in like a way that mm-hmm. like I don't like I, like I almost feel like you you like fell like backwards into what is otherwise like a kind of interesting discovery yeah. and may also like open the door a little bit for like for people who otherwise might go and pin trade and come and go with a Pluto pin, but also see them see them more as like general currency. Yeah. To where it's like, oh no, I can I'll I'll trade this one away because I don't really care about my Pluto pin um in particular. But it's like, I wonder if that keeps them like more in circulation in a capacity. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't it'd be, know. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I'm very curious now that we have another trip down where we'll be on the lookout for the the pin boards the whole time. Yes. To be like how many can we get like when we're really trying cuz last time we only really had like one evenings worth of really trying. Right. <laughs> and we ended up with four. So, <clears throat> this will be this will be curious because also right now everything is available you know right. there's no there's no repeats it's not like oh well now we saw this one yet again you know right right now it's like see it get it that's great they're usually good, like the early fun stages of a dog i know yeah but so the the best pluto pin or at least the rarest one is like called pluto with springtime butterflies so it's like pluto okay, look it up. yeah he's like it's like a purple like a pink or purple circle and then like like flower petals around the edge and it's him looking back at his tail, and on his tail are perched three butterflies. And this is uh, the Pluto, the 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 best Pluto pin, as it were. Okay. Apparently, that's it right there. You've got okay. it pulled up. Amazing. I think there's only 100 of them made. Holy cow. So super rare, and I think worth like $2,000 or something. Okay, but so that that does make it very, very interesting. Because like even looking at it, it doesn't, it doesn't scream to me as like um as like particularly it's not obvious it's not obvious yeah so like you know i could literally at any point in time have like walked up to a pin board this one could have been on it and i could have been looking at like an incredibly valuable pin and not even like realized it. right and so i do think that's kind of that's kind of cool because it's like yeah because limited edition 100 yeah like limited edition 100 100 that is such a small volume it's insanely small like so my odds of ever owning said pluto pin pretty remote pretty remote okay okay yeah. but now you're after it but now i'm after you know now i know now, now you know. know now i know what the you know what the what the what the easter egg looks like right maybe one day you have entered into one of my all-time favorite states of the hunt <clears throat> yeah. which is like the knowledge of what you're looking for yeah which i know sounds ridiculous because like you know in general it's like who isn't just always excited about treasure hunting just like across the board exactly but it's like when you know like what what you're looking for i feel like it does open your eyes in such a way that like the whole world looks a little bit different all of a sudden yeah it's like now there's like, like now it's like the land of possibilities right now now every every time you find a pin board could be the time you find this pin right but also with only 100 of them made it feels very unlikely it feels very unlikely especially because it seems extremely likely that there are at least 100 other people who are avid pluto fans right you know in particular and yeah. have decided that this is like their area of expertise um like i said before though i feel like this is going to be really neat uh like a new perspective to have at the parks in particular because it's like having like you like many people bring their collections like with them and have them like on proud display and it's like now i almost want to go over and be like can i just see your pins, can I see your pins? And, I, and i bet that they would be like excited to show them to i'm you sure and, like, they will like, i'm sure they will it, so but yeah this is the other i guess someone wrote in on the reddit and was like telling us about the pin stuff and so it's like the ones you can find just on the racks those are always going to be the pretty common ones as you might expect of course um so what you really if you want like the rare quote-unquote ones you want like the limited release ones okay. or the limited edition ones and where where <clears throat> do those end up being that is a good question okay i'm not entirely sure okay. or else i guess sometimes like the ones like where it's like you the, there's you know like a, a mystery set uh, where it's like oh there's 10 of them but if you buy this pack you'll get four so it's like there's no guarantee that you'll get the one you're after kind gotcha. of thing so it's like 
Yeah, that's that's another way they get you with they those. Getcha. So that's I they get you. This is this is the thing about collectibles is that it's just like I, I don't yeah. know what it is about our our brains, but like we we, we just love collecting. And it's fun. It's fun. So yeah. Anyway, I'm excited. I'm very I'm very curious to uh, to get the the Pluto collecting underway here. It's coming in mass. Coming. Anyway, okay. So I think at some point now we can finally, or after some time now we can finally return to the tale of your your bedtime coffee brought to you by morning time coffee. morning time coffee brought to you yeah so luke wakes up at like six every single morning yeah and like once upon a time we were like luke look it's okay you know you, when <clears throat> when you get up you don't you can just you don't have to wait for us to come get you you know you can just go right downstairs but what he really what he really really wants in the morning is to just spend time with either just me or just beth okay <clears throat> like he knows the twins aren't awake yet this will be like dedicated alone time. And that's that's the number one thing he wants. I am so curious if someday he will be on a podcast and be explaining to one of the twins being like, yes, my whole tactic was wake up before you wake up, you guys one on one time with mom. And dad. Exactly. Yeah, Boom, I know. Bam. Yeah, bam. Got it. Um, so that's the, sometimes I'll be like, you can just go downstairs and they will be like, no, I don't want to go downstairs. And it's like, why not? You could just like you could just go downstairs and watch TV. And it's like he doesn't really want to watch TV. He wants to be sitting next to you uh-huh you know uh-huh. whatever it is it's pretty adorable it is very adorable and it's like it's you know uh so there is that but um we also um we have like a, a nespresso n- machine downstairs okay and all of the boys l- love doing it in terms of like pressing the button making the coffee come out and stuff. yes 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 um nick and nate uh they they kind of know how it works but i don't think they quite have like the strength or dexterity to fully operate it and like click the locks into place and okay. all of that. Luke is big and uh, big enough that he is strong enough to work the entire machine by himself. And it's really not hard. There's only one button. Right. Provided that there's water in it or whatever. And like I, I have uh, while we were downstairs before I have asked him to like make a, you know, could you know, can you go refill this for me? And he'll like, you know, he's like, oh, I get to go work the machine, you right. know, and he'll go do it and stuff. Um, so so recently well, my my new tactic, just to buy myself more time, more than anything, is be like, just, was just like to ask him, like, can you go make me a coffee? Uh-huh. Like, you know, first of all, because it sounds like maybe it's an exciting task for him, like he gets to go play with the machine by himself. Absolutely, I know, right? Like, so fun. Uh, and the but the first like four or five times I tried this tactic, he's like, no, don't wanna. Like, you know, it's like just you come downstairs, and then. Um, but like more like two days ago, it finally like I think dawned on him like maybe going downstairs and playing with the machine would be fun. Like, hey, maybe I'm not thinking about this enough. Right, right. So right. he's like, <laughs> with further consideration. Yeah, yeah. To see it. So, so like two days ago, he's like, "Do you want me to make you a coffee?" And I was like, "Yes, please, please go make me a coffee." And I was like, "This is I don't know how this is gonna work out." Um. And like five minutes later, suddenly I just hear this like crying, like ah, like panic sound. And he's successfully done everything except remember to get a cup. <laughs> so he's like gone through and put the pot in and press the button, and it's coming out, and it's just like hitting the <laughs> hitting the little uh, you know catcher thing and getting all over the table, and it was a huge mess. And that was a bummer. I was like, ah, and now I'm up, and now there's and now a mess. I'm up, and you're crying, and I gotta clean up this coffee mess and it dripped down onto a bunch of other things and now they're all messy and uh, right, yep. is, uh, but anyway 
The point is, that was a learning experience, and I'm sure he will never, ever forget the mug again. Yep, yep, yep. There's there's definitely that, like, that first time. I yeah. I feel like where you, where you just, I feel like sometimes, like, there are certain things when you make the mistake, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, not doing that again. I could tell he was, like, <laughs> kind of upset because he was so excited to do it. But this morning, he comes in, he's like, do you want me to get you a coffee? And I was like, yes, please go get me a coffee. I was like, don't forget the cup. And he's like, I won't forget the cup. And he, <laughs> and he goes down. I could hear him, like, pushing the chair over and getting the mug out and like uh you know goes through and makes it and like yeah like four or five minutes later he just comes like carrying the mug all that was this is the other thing i didn't know what he was gonna do when it was done uh-huh. like if he was gonna like come running back up the stairs and be like daddy your coffee's ready or if he was gonna bring the cup up and i was like part of me was like if he brings the cup up the stairs i feel like there is a whew, like an above 50 percent chance he just like <laughs> drops it, <laughs> spills it or gets birds himself you know right 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 like mm, i was like that that seems a little suspicious um but uh that that, that is what he opted for he like got it and got got it off the machine which uh, getting it from the machine then because he has to like stand on a chair to access the machine so i was like you know he has to like hold it and get off the chair oh yeah which is tricky yeah. but he did that and he made it all the way upstairs carry it and handed it to me and i got to drink my coffee in bed and i was like oh my gosh this was amazing i know that is that is incredible that <laughs> yeah. is like such a that's like such a high win because i know for the most part like for me at night like when it comes down to well really in the mornings as well it's like if i have prepared the coffee on the timer the night before then waking up the next morning regardless of what time it has to be it's like okay but at the very least the coffee is already ready the coffee is like waiting for me downstairs and it's like it helps me in a way that i can't even begin to tell you and it's like it's not i don't think it's the caffeine it's that there's like it's like i know that there's like something like positive right you know so it's like like, there's there's a positive thing waiting for me that i don't have to do work for not only do i have to do work for it it's because i planned ahead yes exactly it's like i can pat (laughs) myself on the back while also enjoying like my morning pick me up yes um and so that i do think like when i have imagined because every house i have ever lived in in the history of uh like my life outside of our childhood home which also really didn't have like a particularly large closet uh is that like i have never had like a closet closet like a good one yeah like Um, a walk-in closet like a walk-in closet like our bedroom is a square room that has like a tiny uh like corner closet in it that has like my clothes in it uh and it has like a sloping ceiling so it is like a very small space right it's because i think it's like a very old home and like at that point in time yeah, like like Harry could have lived there. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so so not not a not a terrific you know spot or anything like that. So one of the things that I have had daydreams about this is a similar one when I did my renovation several years ago is just a vented fan in my bathroom. <clears throat> yeah, hard stop. It's like it was like oh. I remember telling um, Alice's dad does like tile work, so he was helping us with some of the work, and I was like, I I just can't like, am I gonna have a vented fan? And he's like yes, you're going to have a vented fan. And I was like, I've never had a vented fan before. And he's like, you got to dream bigger. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're going to, we're going to put in like some heated floors or something because like, it's like a vented fan in your bathroom. is like uh, almost like a must have. Yeah. Uh, not, not like a luxury. Um, <laughs> you're going to get the mildew. <laughs> I know. No, yeah. I've just, that's always been the problem is that like, I have to like feel like a Swiffer brush thing with like bleach and like clean my mop, my ceiling, you know, oh, to try to, I know it's been the worst. So anyway, um, yeah, so I've got, I, I have this like tiny closet 
closet. But like one of the things I've always daydreamed about is like someday, someday I will, I will build a house. And when I build a house, I'm going to have like a little closet. And one of the things I want in my closet is like a little sink. And I want a little sink because then I can put my coffee maker right next to it. Yeah. And then inside of like my room, inside of my closet, I can have like my ready go like coffee station and have it like all like, yeah. like situated. You don't have to leave your bedroom. I know. Exactly. The best. The, and even being able to wake up and smell the coffee. Oh my gosh. I know. Freaking dreams, man. That's like a quality of life upgrade that I can't even tell you. <laughs> it's just like it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's 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 the dream. In case anybody's wondering, that's there you what I'm go. Going yeah, for. That's, that's not bad. I'm yeah, yeah. That's that that's definitely a very good one. Yeah. Um, I will say this morning I had I had gone to the process of prepping the coffee downstairs ahead of time. Uh huh. So there had like uh like Luke brought me a coffee from the Nespresso machine, but like a part of me was like, if you bring me the coffee, I will get to have it in bed, but it will not be as good a coffee. Uh, sure, sure, yeah. sure, because you didn't get to like like fix it and everything. Well, yeah, like it won't have cream in it. It won't be like you know, it won't be like Carlin Brothers coffee, right? right you know, right, it won't right. be like that, like really good stuff. But but it was in bed, and it was that was still it was still excellent. And then when I went downstairs, there was still a ready pot of coffee anyway. So. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Fantastic. Man, Fantastic. well done. Well done. I think you've won parenting. For I know. The week. I was like, th- th- like, this happened this morning. I was like, I think this is it. I think I just peaked. This is it. This is it. This is <laughs> it. Enjoy this cup right now. You are in the moment right now. It makes me. It makes me realize, like, as kids, like the idea of like getting up early and going and like making uh, breakfast for like mom or dad on Mother's Day or Father's Day or their birthdays or whatever. It's like that was a big deal, wasn't it? Like, yeah. It's like I can I can well, like see it now. It's work. like ah yeah. That is really great, especially mm-hmm. if like, especially if we did the dishes and everything. Oh my god, can you imagine? I know. Oh, I know. Someone else did it. Dreams. <laughs> anyway, guys, as ever, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Pop. I feel like it was a blast. We talked about everything from popcorn to Charizard to coffee to coffee. Lots of just it was a comfort week episode. It was. I believe, in my personal opinion, uh, if you guys have any feedback about the Pop whatsoever, you can send it over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. It helps with that like discoverability out there. Mm-hmm. In the world of podcasts, uh, super helpful. So we appreciate that. Also, if you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can do so at Patreon.com/popcornculture. Uh, we do have our exclusive quarterly merch uh, T-shirt, which is going on for the first quarter of uh, 2023. If that's the year that we're inside of. Um, the uh, t-shirt I think is going to it's like it's simple but also very cool at the same time it's mm-hmm. it's like the uh, it's like I like to think of it as like the t-shirt that's like the like I'm with the band you know it's so it's a, right. it's a crew t-shirt yeah you know crew neck uh, but also a crew t-shirt in the fact that it says crew on the back on the sleeve it says pop pop and on the on the little badge spot it's the popcorn culture logo with a little kernel you know underneath yeah. it so it's really cool it's really cool I think it's like a it's a neat piece of swag that's patreon.com slash popcorn culture and uh, select the uh, quarterly merch tier uh, otherwise until next time pop pop You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.